Thanks for joining us on History Makers. Today we're hearing from Aussie TV star and singer Jamie Redfern. Our guest interviewer is Greg Newman. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Jamie Redfern and, oh gosh, we've got a big long list here, a founding team member of the Young Talent Time, former King of Pop, 22 Gold Records, director of a singing school. The list goes on. Hello, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? Lovely to be here. Now, I'm just wondering, uh, I think friends nowadays call you Jim. Maybe the fans call you Jamie. What can I call you? <laughs> you can call me anything you like. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, a lot of people remember you as, uh, as Jamie Redfern, so we'll leave the close friends to call you Jim. But um, today I thought we might start off, and I'm sure when you do interviews, everyone says, oh, we'll go straight back to the Young Talent Time days, and you're always talking about that. But I'm, I'm going to start from 2017. 2017. So, Jamie, tell us, and you've got such a busy schedule, there's so many things we could talk about just yep. walk us through a week in the life of Jamie Redfern in 2017. What have you got in this month or this uh, week ahead? Well, it's funny. There's a lot of stuff I do. In fact, I, I was doing radio up until, oh, it was online radio show um, with Radio KSA, which I really enjoyed. And that was called Jamie Redfern's Rock and Roll Time Machine. And I'm hoping to go back to that at some point. But it's just talking about that. In lots of instances, it's if I play a song, it's generally... I'm, the music I kind of listen to myself, I kind of it's a little self-indulgent, I guess, my show, because it's, you know, heaps and heaps of the old rock and roll and pop standards. And so I play stuff that I like, and more often than not, I've, I've got a bit of a memory. I've met whoever it was that recorded the song. And so I'll chat a little bit about that and, and whatever. So that's one of the things that I've been doing. Uh, as I said, I gave that away only because I'm starting now to rehearse again with a guitarist friend of mine and hoping to go back to performing a little more. I do perform on the odd occasion with my brother Derek Redfern and we have a lot of fun at the Redfern Brothers show. So that's kind of a pop rock type thing where we do lovely harmonies and we even go back to the 50s and, and whatever with the Everleys and we do some of that. So yeah, I do a bit of that um, and we work some of the big casinos and things and some of the major clubs. So we've been having fun doing that. I'm a marketing man. Mm-hmm. So I, I do marketing and um, also public relations and that kind of thing, a little bit of video and multimedia production for Grace Fitness, which is an international company. Um, where we sell treadmills and, and uh, cross trainers, you name it, we do it and we sell it. Um, I'm a dad, so my, my daughter's now, like life's just raced by and my daughters are 19 and 21. So that's great, being a dad and a hubby. Um, what else do I do? Gee, director, I do director of a singing school? Yeah, I, I kind of still do that. I keep my hand in that. I've been doing that since I was about 18, just on and off. And um, at one point, I remember when I first began, it was just between gigs. And somebody said to me, oh, you should be teaching because your technique is very, very strong. And I said, yeah, I'd love to, love to help some kids out. So, and I started doing that one day a week. And all of a sudden, it became like seven days a week. It was just so full and eventually, especially once I met Judy, I always had the idea, Judy was a dancer, 
fantastic dancer. And uh, so when we met, I kind of said, well, look, I'd, I've always wanted to expand my school and, and have the full performing arts thing. So we did that for quite some time, probably about 15 years, and we had 600 kids, and oh, it was fantastic. Um, nowadays, I've kind of I've come back to just one day a week just to help people a little bit and keep my hand in it. I do love teaching. And I teach for my, my wife's uh, uh, dance school. She started a dance school. She, we closed the other ones down for a little while. And she's opened one uh, again now with my, my daughter, my youngest daughter, Taylor. So they're having fun teaching all the little kids. And I, I go there once a week and I teach for them big group classes in acting and singing. So, yeah, a lot of fun things that we do. I want to touch on your faith, Jamie. Were you raised in a Christian environment, Christian home? Um, you no, know, you wouldn't say so. Not, not really. I, I remember my dad, who always wondered about, um, you know, whether there really was a God. And, and I said to him, this was not long before he passed away, and, and we had a good talk, and I said, well, I've never doubted that. Even since before I can remember that, I said, you know, I kind of, it was almost like when I found out about Jesus Christ and I found out about Christianity and, and the Bible and it kind of made sense to me. It had been what I'd sensed and felt all my life. And he said, ever since I was a, just a little boy, and he said to me, well, it's funny, you know, he said, I, 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 did I ever tell you the story about when you were born? It was a midwife and and mum was, she'd gone into labor and I had to run to get the midwife. It was in England in Liverpool. And I said, I remember you telling me some story about that. He said, I ran to get your nana, ran to get the midwife by the time. And we tried to start a fire, but there was nothing. He said, we didn't even get any spark, any end, but there was nothing to be in a fire with. And it was a very cold day. And he said, and, and it was a stairway up, upstairs. We were upstairs on the second level. And I ran to get the midwife and very worried about what was happening with your mom and racing all the way back. And he said, and I swear nobody will ever. He said, I've always doubted about, you know, is there a God? And I always wondered and whatever. And he said, but... I remember running back into the house and looking up the stairs, and I swear that there was this vision of Jesus who spoke to me and said that you were a special child. Mm. Mm. And he said, and I, all of a sudden he disappeared, and I ran through, and I saw you, you were born, and the fire immediately began, and the room was warm. Mm. And mum looked over and said, how did that happen? And, 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 and he said, so, and I said, you know, he said, no, I swear that happened, Jim. It did happen. It wasn't some dream or something I've made up. You know, and, and anyway, there are other things through my life that have happened too, where a pastor's wife, we went to church, and a pastor's wife, this Judy and myself, and a pastor's wife said that she'd been having visions from Jesus and that I was a special person to do some work for Jesus. I mean, it all sounds a little kind of far-fetched, a bit strange, but it all happened in my life, and I've always felt very connected to the Lord. Mm, so. Okay. So there was not the what the, so that you didn't go through the Sunday school and uh, yeah uh, we did a bit yeah, of that yeah, yeah I must admit bit. mum was mum was into that yeah yeah okay and I've read too that you said uh, if you weren't a performer involved in music you might have been an Anglican minister I believe I would have been yeah, yeah. In, in fact I was very close to, and still am to my cousin Andrew in England and uh, as kids we were kind of the same and he's a little bit older than me. Yep. And he went on to become an Anglican minister and looked after five churches. He's got two at the present time because he's a little older now, of course. But, yeah, his his life did go down that road. But he could sing incredibly well mm. as well. He was a really, really good singer. In fact, he's uh, there he is dressed up in his minister's garb and he's, he's singing on YouTube. He put yep. something in. There was something happening in his church, a special occasion not too long ago, and somebody filmed it. And his voice is amazing. He's operatically trained. Mm. Just brilliant. 
I think I think you'd have to be in a pretty lively Anglican church, I think, because you'd probably be singing and I don't know. I, I, I sort of picture you more as, a, say, a Pentecostal pastor, really, you know, getting around. Yeah, and... well, it, it does make <laughs> me think. It does make me think. Because I, I I wonder what I would have been like. I do I do have this very kind of vibrant, happy-go-lucky nature. Yeah. I've been told, and 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 I yeah, you know, I did. There's a place for that kind of, um, I guess, more placid approach. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think a little bit of both would be just wonderful. When when I find a church where there's a little bit of both, I just think it's wonderful. And a church yeah. for me, as soon as I walk into a church. Well, pretty much any church, as long as I know the Lord is there, I kind of feel at home. I always yeah. have since I was a little kid. Yeah. yeah. And and have you uh, performed any gospel songs, written any gospel songs? No, I haven't. When I was a kid, I did. I, yeah. I, sang, um, I sang lots of gospel songs when yeah. I was a, a little bloke, even on Brian and the Juniors with Brian Naylor yeah. uh, on the Seven Network. And, and I would sing, yeah, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, you know, the old Negro spiritual. And, yeah. um yeah, that was one of the things I did. But I used to love doing that. And I find it's, I, I don't know whether anybody else thinks this, I kind of find that it's very close to jazz music, which I I would win lots of competitions Yeah, you know, using and singing when I was a kid, when I was a little bloke. Well, I think you'll have to write at least one gospel song. I mean, you've, you've written a song for the Wiggles, eh? Yeah. <laughs> if you can write a song for the Wiggles, surely you can come up with a gospel song. What's the song you did for the Wiggles? It's called The Boating Song. Okay. Yeah, and it's a song I originally, because I, they rang me, or well, actually didn't ring me, it was on Facebook. Anthony and I had been friends for years, and he sent me a message one time saying, Jim, um, would you like to sing the main song on our next album? And I said, yeah, no worries, okay. He said, it would suit you perfectly, and, and you know, we wouldn't mind you doing that. And I yeah. said, good, how long have I got to learn it? Three months, six months? He said, no, three days. <laughs> And so I said, what? Anyway, I, I, I did it. They said, yeah, we were going to do it. We just thought, no, Jim would do this really well. Mm. So anyway, I went to see. I just happened actually to be in Sydney gigging. I was doing a couple of gigs that weekend. Mm. And they said, oh, fantastic. So we'll put you up in, a, in the hotel down the road and, you know, come in on Monday morning, 7 o'clock, and we'll, we'll film it and record it and the whole thing, which we did. But anyway, as I was there, I spoke to them. I said, I said Anthony, I'm writing some children's songs myself. Mm. And he listened to a few and said, oh, don't sing. He said, they're really good. Don't sing them too, too many times to me because I might inadvertently write them in the future. Yeah. <laughs> think, Where did I get that idea from? Yeah. I said, oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. He okay. said, but send me the occasional song if you like, Jim. So I did. I sent him one. Originally, it was about, what was it about? I think it was about, um, oh, it was about the alphabet. Yeah. And he said, I really love the vibe and the feel of this. Could you write it in relation to a boat? And I went, a boat? Uh, at first I thought, I don't know if I can do that. Mm. Anyway, within 10 minutes or so I had it done, sent it off, and I even shocked myself that I'd done it so quickly. And there it is, now it's on the album. We'll have to touch on Young Talent Time. Uh, you're one of the original members, and, and look, for those that are listening, because we've got to remember too that uh, there's, a, there's a young audience and they're thinking, I don't know what the young talent time is. What yeah. could we, we uh, I mean, it was just this talented bunch. This was pre-Australian Idol days. You went to America with uh, the famous Liberace, Johnny Carson show. Gee, some just amazing stories you must have. Um, I, I'm sort of interested because, you know, you were there in America and, uh, yeah. and you stayed for a little while. I think I've read, you know, your voice started to change. But was there ever a plan to stay on in America? I mean, you could have just been so, you could have done the nightclubs like Wayne Newton forever. 
Yeah, yeah. It was just that well, I'd been away from home. We, we were planning only to go for three months. I mean, initially it was three months, but they kept asking me to stay on. And then there was a second tour. And there was even going to be a third tour the, when Liberace actually came out to Australia many years later. And uh, Derek and I, my brother, uh, went to, with my dad and mum, and we went to see them do the show at the Hilton Hotel in mm. Melbourne. And he introduced me in the audience, spoke to us afterwards, and then invited Derek and I as an Everly Brothers type thing to tour America again with him. That was, um, so it was all underway. We were going to be doing that. Um, and, and unfortunately, he, he took ill, and that's when he passed away. Things uh, kind yeah. of changed pretty, pretty quickly. But, yeah, it was a wonderful time. Lots of lovely memories, and Young Talent Time was great. I was the original member, the only one that didn't have to audition, the very first member. Okay. And, yeah, so I remember that with great fondness. It was a wonderful time for me, and Derek was in that. Too. Yes. He was there for four years. He was their big heartthrob yeah. at one time. He had the biggest fan club in Australia at one point, as I did too. So, so that's something we often laugh about and giggle about. <laughs> it was a bit hard for the kids, our girls. Yeah. We kind of believe that sometimes, even though we were in the middle of Australia at one point. I remember my daughter said, Dad, I know everybody knows you. And this was at Alice Springs or somewhere, yeah. just on holiday. I know everybody knows you, but gee, it seems like, like everybody really loves you and really knows you and walks yeah. over all the time. And I said, and my wife said, well, that's how big your dad was. And, and it was funny, you know, because I'm a big Akadaka fan, ACDC fan, and I, as, as one of my daughters is. Yeah. And I was watching the DVD with the boys at Stonington Castle in, um, in uh, Scotland. And I, I remember they, it was like the crowd went on forever, 150,000 people. Yeah. And my daughter said, I know you were huge, Dad, and you had the biggest crowd, but did you ever get a crowd as big as that? Thinking <laughs> I was going to say no. And my wife said, well, can you imagine 50,000 more people than that? Mm. And mm. she said, you're kidding. Yeah. And I said, no, love, that's how big it was at one point. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've got, I've got, I've got here, because I, I read something, um, uh, I've got Elvis and Limousine. I'm, I know there's a story somewhere. Yeah, yeah there was. Yeah. There was. I, I remember um, Dad and I got off a plane in uh, Philadelphia. We were going to do the Mike Douglas show. Yeah. which was one of the big shows over there. A different Mike Douglas to the actor, but a terrific yeah. guy. And yeah. was, he was on for many, many years. And and uh, we did that many times as we did the Carson show and Dick Cabot and everybody else and D David Frost. But when we were there, we, we got ushered off the plane onto the tarmac and Dad said, what's going on? And we saw this big limousine mm. and the driver was there, the chauffeur, and he said, Mr. Mr. Presley wants to... Um, uh, he, he believes Jamie is the best singer in the world of his age, and he wants to um, uh, give him the use of the limousine while you're here for a couple of weeks. And my dad said, Mr. Presley, you mean Elvis Presley? Yes, <laughs> Elvis Presley. And so, you know, we jumped in the car and we borrowed the, the, the car for a couple of weeks. And then when we did Vegas itself, we did that a couple of times, but the very first time Elvis rang on the phone and spoke, uh, and uh, said, uh, you know, oh, I think you're fantastic. We've got to get together and jam next time you're in Memphis, which I said, yeah, that'd be great. And he, he let me use his microphone while we were in Vegas on the same stage because he'd been there a week earlier. Yeah. So there are lots of lovely memories, like fantastic memories. Wow. That's, uh, that's very impressive. <laughs> so you yeah. got to speak to Elvis on the sometimes phone. I, well, sometimes I think, I think back on it and think, did that really happen? It was you know, amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah, and at that point, at that point in your life, you're just a young fellow. Did you have a Christian faith then? I, I very much did. I mean, yeah. I, I believed in God. Um, I, I guess I didn't 
realize at that point I'd yeah. heard of Jesus Christ and knew yeah. the story, but I didn't really understand what that was all about. That was that happened a little bit later on. Yeah. But uh, but I always felt that connection, and that didn't. Uh, it was like the Jesus story yeah. became something that. Uh, I, I guess cemented that faith, and 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 it was something. As I said to my dad, it was something that just made absolute sense to me. It's like instinctively, I always knew that it was like somebody told me what I what I knew inside was true. Mm. And that's the only way I can ever describe it, it's just an instinct. It's inside. I always knew. Yeah, you know, because I would have thought, you know, that might have helped you also to. Just stay sane because we hear of so many stories of young talent and young stars who just go off the rails and just have such sad lives. Yeah, and mm. I know I could have done that. The things mm. that happened to me just used to break my heart. Some of the stuff that was done, political stuff, we don't want to go into that too mm. much because it's, mm. too, it's too much a place everybody on a downer. It's, it's awful. But, um, yeah, yeah, funny, my, my ability to forgive and forget and genuinely care for the people that hurt me mm. has always amazed me even, but it's, it's in my heart. It's how I feel. I trust and hope Debbie Burns doing okay nowadays. I just read recently in an interview, she said she's you know, gone back to church and she's, she's really happy now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think she seems to be, and I, I hope that that's true. Yeah. She's a, she's a great girl. Um, what about uh, just on inspirations? Is there any uh, particular Christian music or maybe uh, teachers, preachers that particularly inspire you, Jamie? Ravi Zacharias. Oh, very good. Fabulous. Yeah. And there are so many confusing aspects, but there are so many different stories and different yeah. ideas and, and each and every one of them saying that they are true and this is the real way and this mm. is what it's really all about. And that it just confuses everybody and you know but at the same time i kind of look at it and i think as long as you've got love in your heart you believe in jesus christ the lord and savior you got love in your heart you know accept him well, that's it that's that's the big picture the big thing is accepting him and if you're on the wrong track i'm sure he knows he's gonna what you don't think he's gonna forgive you for that and understand yeah of course he is you know well we wish you and judy all the best on your 30th wedding anniversary Thank you, and thank you. that's that's coming up real soon. Uh, lovely to hear your story, Jamie. You're obviously uh, using your God-given talents for good, and thank you for joining us. Oh, I'm thrilled to be with you. Thank you very much for asking me. God bless. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus go to bl.org.au Station Sponsor